Greetings, traveller. Come, join me. Sit within the circle of the firelight. Make yourself comfy. Take the pack off your back if you need to, and rest yourself on one of these smooth logs that are seated just in the area of warmth. This episode is a story episode, so we shall be sharing the story of Heimdall in Midgard. There aren't many stories of Heimdall that I can find that aren't interwoven with the other stories, so this, this makes me quite excited to read it to you. Are you sitting comfortably? Well then, let us begin. Heimdall in Midgard Heimdall was called the Watchman of the Gods, and he was distinguished by his role at the Bifrost Bridge, which he had constructed from fire, air and water, which glowed as a rainbow in the sky. The Bifrost Bridge was also called the Rainbow Bridge, and it connected the heaven with earth, ending just under the great tree of Yggdrasil. The Golden Age of Asgard was one of such happiness that there was never any threat to the peace of the land, and so it was that, the watch, that its watchman became bored. Heimdall was easily spotted so he could not travel far without being recognised and commended for his fine work. He carried over his shoulder a great mule, Gjallarhorn, the blast of which could summon help from all of the Nine Worlds. One fine day, Odin noticed that Heimdall had been hard at work without any respite for many, many years. Odin himself would occasionally slip into a disguise in order to go out into the walls beneath them, and he decided then that Heimdall should have the same opportunity. After all, Asgard was hardly in need of a defence when all was quiet. Heimdall was delighted, for he had been longing to visit Midgard and to get to know the people there. He carefully laid his bugle and his sword to one side, and dressed in the garb of the people of Midgard, he slipped across the bridge and reached a deserted shore. The first people he clapped eyes upon were Edda and Ai, a poor couple who lived on the bare beaches of Midgard, eating a meagre living from the sands. They lived in a tumble-down shack and had little in their possession, but what they did have they gladly offered to Heimdall. Their shack was sparsely furnished, with only a seaweed bed on which to lay it, but it was agreed that Heimdall could sleep there with them, and at night he laid himself between the couple and slept well. After three nights, Heimdall summoned Ai and Edda as they gathered snails and cockles up from the seashore. He had put together several pieces of driftwood, and as they watched, he fashioned a pointed stick from one end and cut out a hole in another. The pointed stick was placed inside the hole, and he turned it quickly so that sparks and then a slender stream of smoke was produced. And then there was fire. I and Edda flew back against the walls of the shack, astonished by this magical feat. It was then that Heimdall took his leave from them. I and Edda's lives were transformed by fire. Their water was heated, the most inedible nuggets from the beach were transformed and softened into tender morsels of food. And most of all, they had warmth. Nine months later, a second gift appeared to Edda, for she gave birth to a son whom she called Thrall. Thrall was an ugly, wretched-looking boy, with a knotted body and a twisted back, but he was kind and worked hard. When he came of age, he married one like him, a deformed young woman called Surf. Together they had many children, all of whom worked about the house or on the land with the same diligence as their father and mother. These were the ancestors of the Thrall. 
Heimdall had left the house of Ayaneda and travelled on. Soon enough he came to a lovely little house occupied by an older couple, Ama and Afi. As he arrived, Afi was hard at work, whittling away at the beams with which to improve their house. Heimdall set down his belongings and began to work with Afi. Soon they had built together a wondrous loom, which they presented to Ama, who was seated happily by the fire with her spinning wheel. Heimdall ate well that evening, and when the time came for sleep, he was offered a place between them in the only bed. For three nights, Heimdall stayed with Afi and Amma, and then he left them. Sure enough, nine months later, and to the astonishment of the elderly couple, couple Amma gave birth to a son, who they called Karl, the yeoman. Karl was a thick-set, beautiful boy, with sparkling eyes and cheeks of roses. He loved the land and the fresh air was almost food enough for him, he drew so much goodness from it. When he became of age, he married a whirlwind of a woman who saw to it that their household ran as smoothly as a well-oiled rake, and that their children, their oxen, and all their other animals on their farm were fed and comfortable. They grew very successful, and they are the first of their ancestors of the yeoman farmer. The third visit in Midgard was to a wealthy couple who lived in a fine castle. The man of the household spent many hours honing his hunting bow and spears, and his wife sat prettily by his side, well-dressed and flushed by the heat of the fire in the hearth. They offered him rich and delicious food, and at night he was given a place between them in their luxurious and comfortable bed. Heimdall stayed there for three nights, although he would have happily stayed there forever, after which time he returned to his post at the Bifrost Bridge. And so it was nine months later that a son was born to that couple in the castle, and they call, called him Jarl, the Earl. His father taught him well the skills of hunting and living off the land, and his mother passed on her refinement and breathing, breeding, so that the Jarl became known as Regal. When Regal was but a boy, Heimdall returned again to Midgard and claimed him as his son. Regal remained in Midgard, but his fine pedigree was soon known about the land, and he grew to become a great ruler there. He married Eana, who bore him many sons, one of whom was the ancestor of a line of kings who would rule the land forever. Heimdall took up his place once more in Asgard, but he was prone to wondering as all the gods are, and there are many stories of his travels. Well, fellow traveller, upon this world of earth which spins around the sun, I do trust that you have taken time to just rest while we were sharing that story. And I trust that mayhaps it has introduced you to a deity that doesn't normally get talked about a lot. And certainly doesn't have a lot of stories around that I can find. That's about the only one I can find. And Heimdall is a deity that interests me immensely because he's a workman. You know, he is someone who is very diligent with his job. But he doesn't get a lot of tales about him and I assume that's because unlike the other deities where you see his effects you don't see them as much with Heimdall he's always busy doing the watchman work and you have to you have to appreciate his diligence now I trust that you have enjoyed the episode and if you have do feel free to leave a review on the service you use if that allows you because it does help more people find this podcast Likewise, if you'd like to drop me a comment, leave me any thoughts, the email will be listed above. I do tarot streams on Twitch every Saturday from 4pm till 6pm.
you're more than welcome to drop and buy for a reading. I have a variety of decks and I never know which deck I'm going to be using that week. So there is that option as well. Um, also, if you have enjoyed this episode, if it has brought value to you, I would like to invite you to use the Ko-fi link. And if you feel like it's worthy of a tip, feel free to drop me a tip. Last but not least, if you would like to join the Discord, do feel free to join it. We are getting a small pagan community there and we'd love to have you. But, Traveller, I trust that your further journeys on will go smoothly, the path will be smooth under your feet, and that they will at least bring new lessons and new things to reflect upon. But until next time, Traveller, you will always find me under the last oak tree, in the circle of the firelight, on the very outskirts of the forest. Until next time, fare you well.